To kick off part two, let's first discuss framing. Academy Award-winning film director Ron Howard said in his Directing and Filmmaking Masterclass, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how big your crew is, it doesn't matter how much money you have to spend, it's what you're capturing inside the frame lines that's going to have the impact on the audience or not. How you frame the story of your career, the skills you've acquired and the experience you've gained is going to determine the impact you're going to have on a prospective employer. Framing your story is not something you do once, then forget about it and use the same material for each job application. You need to tweak the focus of the frame, adjusting the emphasis of your story for each position to which you apply. If you consider the many years of experience you've attained to this point, not all of it will be relevant to any particular job or hiring manager. So you have to determine up front which aspects of your skills and experience are relevant and will have the greatest impact. It's those elements which you should frame or place in the employer's field of view. As you progress and learn more about a particular position, you can make subtle adjustments on how to frame yourself in order to present the most compelling proposition. It's normal for you to have some skills and experience gaps, but let the employer worry about discovering them. Your focus should remain on the strength of what you can offer them. Employers always appreciate brevity at every stage of the process. They also appreciate having their job made easy for them. So if you get the framing right and what you select matches what they're looking for, then you've done a significant part of their job for them and they'll start getting excited about you as a prospective member of their team. Excitement is a better emotion to spark in a potential employer than one of, say, confusion. I don't understand why they've applied to this position. Or doubt. I just don't know whether this candidate is suitable or not. Or disappointment. No, that's a shame. They're not right for this role. When you're trying to decide how best to frame yourself, think of what key skills and experience you would place into a physical package, then wrap up with nice wrapping paper and courier off to the employer. When the employer opens the package, will they be excited by what they discover? This is just what I've been looking for. Or will they say, what on earth do I need with one of these? How you frame yourself will determine which response you're likely to receive. From the very beginning of the recruitment process, you should spend some time determining how to frame yourself for each job. Develop a brief summary of bullet points which outlines your proposition. Some of the more common aspects relevant to employers include culture, how you do what you do, level of seniority, industry experience, functional experience, and exposure to leadership if applicable. I've seen time and time again candidates get to final stages of the selection process only to fall over because they're perceived to be the wrong cultural fit. Too aggressive, too assertive, too soft, too black and white, too vague, too process oriented, not structured enough, too entrepreneurial, not entrepreneurial enough. And that was just the feedback for this week. 
Your culture fit is one of the biggest areas of focus for any employer. How you do what you do is vital to your ability to fit into the employer's team. More often than not, employers seek individuals to join them who appreciate and celebrate their proven way of accomplishing objectives. Employers seek new team members who will fit in rather than oppose them and who will thrive in their environment rather than become frustrated. Occasionally, employers seeking to expand their capability will even target and import individuals with more sophisticated ways of doing things from other more advanced companies. You might call that cross-pollinating. Whether you're being considered because you're a good culture fit or because you're bringing something new to the table, you need to be able to frame the working culture in which you thrive. For instance, top-tier multinationals are known for hiring employees from similar businesses because it's assumed they all offer comparable training, development, as well as valuable experience working within an environment supported by structure and process. So if you're a candidate applying for a position with an organisation known for being heavily structured and process-oriented, frame your narrative to emphasise your ability to thrive in that kind of environment. Seniority is an area where job seekers often make mistakes in their applications. Most multinationals will not consider overqualified candidates because they worry about a more senior candidate reporting into a less experienced manager, or a candidate getting bored in a job too easy for them, or whether the candidate is hands-on enough, or what the candidate's motivations are for taking a backward step. As I mentioned earlier, if supply and demand favours job seekers, then provided you have the right skills and experience, you can apply for positions which offer you a promotion. If supply and demand favours employers, then you may be better off applying for a sideways move or a small step up at best, because at such times, employers are in demand from many well-qualified job seekers. If it's urgent that you secure a new position and you're open to taking one step down in seniority in order to give you more bandwidth in the number of positions coming your way, most employers wouldn't worry too much about you being overqualified. In fact, many employers will appreciate get a, getting a bargain, but in such a scenario, you may have to accept a step down in salary also. However, given you're overqualified and can add more value to the business, it's worth trying to negotiate other benefits in lieu of salary, such as working four or four and a half days per week instead of five. Or try to position yourself as next in line for promotion. Once you get your foot in the door and show the employer how invaluable you are to them, your negotiating power will become much stronger. Matching industry experience is often key to your suitability for a job vacancy. For example, the beauty industry values candidates with experience from beauty. The liquor industry values candidates coming from the liquor industry and food from the food industry, technology from the tech industry and so on. The reason behind this trend is because employers prefer a candidate who's most likely to make a quick transition into their environment without having to outlay extra resources to train them. 
There's also less risk associated with hiring someone who already knows the industry, including the competition, the industry's well-known brands, the target consumers, the B2B customers, etc. So if you have the relevant industry experience within, say, the last three years, then this is a competitive edge which you should highlight in your application. Conversely, those employers who struggle to attract good people or talent are more likely to be flexible when matching industry background, provided you match in other areas like functional skills, culture fit, and level of seniority. If you're looking to change into a certain industry, but you're struggling to get a lucky break, try targeting employers within that industry which have smaller challenger brands, or those which are located in distant, non-central locations, or which are known to have a high staff turnover rate. Such employers are often a good entry point to any new industry, which you can later use as a springboard into other more prestigious employers within that sector. I've seen some companies import candidates from other industries which they admire. For example, candidates from the fast-moving consumer goods sector have been invited to move across to retail, telco, construction, even banking. That's largely due to the fact that FMCG is a highly disciplined and sophisticated sector, the skills of which other sectors want to import. Functional experience is what you expect would be the key aspects or core skills of any job. Whether you're an account manager, analyst programmer, demand planner, supply chain manager, HR manager or brand manager, each of these positions has a fairly consistent set of responsibilities across all industries in the marketplace. If the position to which you're applying has an industry standard job title, then you can assume it has specific industry standard responsibilities associated with it. As a result, you know which core skills to emphasize from your experience in order to match the position. So if, for example, you're an account manager, there'll be certain customers you manage within a particular distribution channel. The customers may vary, the distribution channels may vary, the size and market share of the accounts may vary, but the job function is pretty standard across most industries. When framing your functional experience, make sure you outline the key aspects of the most recent positions you've held, which overlap the positions you're applying to. That's the common ground between you and the job. Now, if a pre previous position you held was labeled with an obscure title, say non-industry standard, then you shouldn't leave any prospective employer guessing. Wherever you state your title in your CV or cover note, you should enclose in brackets next to it the closest industry standard job title. Essentially, you're interpreting the title you held just as if it were written in another language. When framing your functional experience, your greatest emphasis should be in relation to your achievements, even more than your responsibilities, because your achievements make your proposition more compelling. But we'll cover more of that in the next section on selling and salesmanship, and again in part three, navigation. Leadership job titles often vary from one employer to the next. So framing yourself correctly as a leader to match the requirements of the position is key 
to standing out from your competitors. You should therefore frame yourself according to the main leadership KPIs, which from a hiring point of view are your industry experience, the size of your team, and the level of seniority of your direct reports, the geographical area of your responsibility, whether it's regional, national, or global, the type of portfolio you manage, that is the services, brands, or products contained in the portfolio, and the size of the budget or resources that you manage. And then there's the strategic acumen, your track record of internal promotion, your track record of achievement as a leader, and finally, your employment or team engagement scores, which is how well you were liked by the team reporting to you. If you can match your experience to these attributes of the position, you'll prove to be a strong contender. If you're seeking to transition to a completely new industry or you've migrated from another country, you should allow for the fact that the brands, products, services and employer names from your past may be completely unfamiliar to a new hiring manager. To be fully appreciated, you may need to frame your experience in a way that makes sense to your new audience, especially if you want to have the desired impact. So, wherever you mention names of previous employers whose names are specific to your former industry or country, you should provide extra detail on the significance, size and prestige of those organisations. By doing that, your experience won't be misconstrued and won't lose any impact. The same principles apply to the terminology you use. Occasionally, acronyms and job titles are only meaningful to the employer who invented them. So use language that's as generic as possible and translate variations in terminology, both on your CV and during interviews. Help the employer understand the nuances. Make their job easier and it will result in them being more engaged by your application. In summary, frame your experience to make it relevant to the position you're applying to. Specifically, try to match culture fit, level of seniority, industry, functional and leadership experience to the position. And interpret any variations from your background to more widely accepted local industry standards. Okay, that completes our discussion on framing. Now, let's move on to selling and salesmanship.